feel like I'm uh, a hobbit. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> there it is. He wouldn't know how to do Something that. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm have said anything. <laughs> oh, Hi, <yeah>. nerd. <laughs> Let's get into it. Welcome to the uh, Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. My name's Jordan. And my name is Kira. I like that in uh, the other one that we have, it's just like a couple minutes of us talking about like eating dogs. And then it's like, oh, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) dang. Well, that was courtesy of James, but yeah. Yeah. The natural progression of our conversations usually end in or begin with uh something lewd yeah yeah manner. something that you might be completely unprepared for uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pain thank you thank you the suffering oh that took me too long to get <laughs> oh that makes it actually really <laughs> come on you said it most recently I, yeah. <laughs> Calling you out. Sorry. <laughs> How uh, are you guys? Um, I've been better. Yeah, been, I uh, made the mistake of watching the, uh, I watched the highlights for the Steelers and New England game today. At yeah. Lunch. I bet that was fun. Shouldn't have done that. You know, fun game. I guess. I mean, yeah, the game itself was not, you know, I feel like nothing really, I mean, not nothing of consequence happened in the game, but I feel like the rest of that game was belittled by that ending. That's how any controversial call always ends up going. It's It could be any kind of game and then just one or two bad, not even a bad call, I would say, but one or two questionable calls and that's all that anyone cares about. But yeah, I don't, I, uh, I don't know about that one. Because like, I understand as a general viewer, you look at it and you say, yeah, he has the ball and he comes down and touchdown. Easy. But from an objective standpoint, if you read the rules, you look through it, I kind of side with the refs. It's that by definition is not a catch. He comes to the ground. He's falling to the ground. So falling rules apply. As soon as he hits the ground, the ball wobbles objectively not a catch do we know what year that particular rule was established has it always been that or when was that clarification added if anything it's been a while right because yeah people have been crying oh they need a rule change for at least you know eight years i'd say yeah give or take for quite a while but honestly i don't think there really is a need for a rule change like if you look through the rules it's very yeah, objective. And there have been other instances where this rule has been called into play where it has not been as controversial. I feel like this is one of those things where David's going to be like 
63 on a porch somewhere and we're gonna like text one of his or hologram one of his grandkids being like hey ask your grandpa about that one time back in 2017 <laughs> with the Patriots Steelers game and he's gonna be like I remember that yeah that hopefully. was a catch hopefully my memory's that good by then uh, I think it will be maybe I would remember it if I if I wasn't driving down and didn't actually get to see it but um yeah. i i don't know it, at least they're consistent you know with some of the other no call or no catch calls mm-hmm. that's what really makes me because even if the rule was like even if they were wrong about what the rule was as yeah. long as they were consistently calling it a certain way then everybody yeah. can understand how the game is to be played so like for instance yeah. Technically, it's, we've heard this all the time. You know, there's holding on every play. You could call holding on every play, but they yeah. don't call it on every play, and they're fairly consistent. I mean, there's some issues. There, there's actually more issues with holding in terms of consistency yeah. than there is with catch calling. So yeah. yes, a hundred percent. I just I I'm not I'm not up in arms about it. My the thing that got me about that game was the goddamn interception um, at the very end. Yeah, I. Just, yeah. When are we gonna learn to stop throwing it over the middle against the Patriots at the goal? Yeah, line? and <laughs> ouch. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, Big Ben actually put it, the, the, his press conference is a little weird about it, but he's kind of he pretty much put a, the coaches on blast now, um, saying, "Oh, he, he walked uh, it back a little bit, but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of flip floppy, kind of wishy washy, which is why I'm a little hesitant. But you know, he kind of he pretty much blamed them. He said. He wanted to spike the ball, but the coaches told him not to spike it. So he went out there and they rushed and threw the interception. Yep. But yep. it's, you know, you're a veteran quarterback, possibly in your last year. Say, tell the coaches to go fuck themselves and spike the ball. Like, take over. Well, yeah, or or even in, in, the, uh, in the interview, you know, point out, instead of throwing anybody under the bus, be like, if he would have caught that ball, none of you would be saying anything. And it really wasn't that far off of getting in there. Yeah, it was a it tight, was, it was a really tight window he's thrown into, though. It's a, I know, it was a tight window, it was a dumb yeah. ball. But it wasn't like, like, the only reason that becomes such a big deal is because it got intercepted. Yeah. If, he yeah. Went, if it didn't pop up from getting hit, if it just fell yeah. to the ground, you'd been like, all right, well, it was fine. And then they went to overtime because yeah. he kicked the field goal and... They went I just, on. Yeah, I make I make a bit of a distinction between interceptions that are clean interceptions, interceptions that are great plays by the defensive back, and interceptions that are tipped. Like if it's tipped, I'm much more forgiving of the quarterback. Again, still a yeah. dumb play that Ben did there to try and force that into there. Um, yeah, but and that comes from a certain level of confidence too. Yeah. Obviously, like Absolutely. when he sees that and he's like, "I'm Ben Roethlisberger." I've made yeah. that throw hundreds of times, but you're also talking about the Patriots, and it's obviously case by case, yeah. but still. And you say that it wasn't a great play by the defensive back, and I agree it wasn't a great play by that defensive back, but the safety that was on him was in such good man coverage. You're right, you're right. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. And somebody so else, it was very much on him. Somebody else pointed, I think it was Tony Romo on the replay that I was watching, pointed out that that's the same guy who had just got burned by a Juju the play before. Oh, yeah. Or a couple of plays before. Um, so there's a post here on CBS sports from July 24th, 2015. And this is when the catch rule was rewritten a little bit. It says under the new rule, 
Under the old rule, a player had to make a football move before the refs would rule that something close to a catch was actually a catch and not an incomplete pass. Under the new rule, all a player has to do is clearly establish himself as a runner. So they okay, they yeah. Well, and that's it down a little bit. But so I don't know when the specific piece of going to the ground. Um, yeah, see, because that's a different yeah. rule. Change. That's establishing yeah. yourself as a runner. Whereas yeah. there's a separate rule for if you are catching the ball and going to the ground, where you need to establish uh, as much as you can that way. I mean, I feel like that's uh, been around for a while. I feel like that's not just you know revolutionary or anything like that. Yeah. The only ones, the the real issue, uh, as noted by Reddit, uh, is the commentators who are who just keep putting it on blast and refuse to educate themselves. Like, okay, what does the NFL say is a catch? Because if I heard a commentator come out, if I if I heard one say, uh, "This is what the book says right here. This is the rule. These are the official rules," and they're not calling it right, or it's way too object, way too subjective based on what I'm reading. You have an argument, but they all just say, "Oh well, I don't, I don't know what a catch is." Well, then you should fucking learn what a catch is. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, like, the NFL has to have some sort of commentator training. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way that they just let these guys go blind into the game and start like calling shit willy nilly. Like, <laughs> you know, they have that opportunity, and that's. Have you just, heard Chris Collinsworth? I was just about to say. That's just entirely on the commentators themselves and why like a certain level of sports fans just tune out commentators to begin with. Yeah. Well, and then a lot of the time they'll they'll say like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're they're former football players. They should know from their time. Donovan Donovan McNabb even said that he had no idea what the overtime rules were. So (laughs) these players don't necessarily know the rules just because they play the game. Yeah. They know. Yeah, they, I, I mean, they have a strong understanding, obviously, but it doesn't mean commentary they know the is is that can be a whole entire other discussion. I mean, <laughs> you kind of get grandfathered in to a certain extent. You... Joe Buck, no. Oh, what? Joe Buck is not actually like when it comes to World Series and like Super Bowl shit. He's not the worst because he at least is like a simpleton enough to be able to explain the game to casual fans. Like that's his specialty. Like he is really able to do that well. So with the world series this past year, he did a great fucking job. My only problem with Joe Buck is he won't get excited. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, like he can watch that Odell catch and he'd be like, wow, he caught that ball and now they got a first down. And you're like, wait, (laughs) please over that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he well and that's something i feel like comes from just being numb on the inside who <laughs> hurt you joe buck oh poor joe so poor joe. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna shift gears here a little bit we're, we're tight on time tonight yes so uh, i just saw a headline on cbssports.com from where i was just looking at that rule I'm going to read the headline in full and then I'm going to and then I'm going to read the rest of it. But I'm going to have to pause. Unless you guys have already heard of this, I think I'm going to have to pause. LL Cool J hosting talent show on CBS to find NFL players with best off-field talent. Nice. Yeah, I think I saw a little of that. That's <laughs> genius. The contest began back on December 1st with 32 NFL players being voted on 
uh, in qualifying rounds, and then it says here, so Sports Illustrated. Um, so the top Ooh. finalists of players whose team have been eliminated from the NFL playoffs anyway will advance to the live show where they will get a celebrity mentor to help them prepare for the January 25th show. Who's players... going to help Johnny Manziel figure out how to capitalize on his talent of drinking? <laughs> hey, he has far more talents than that. Like He's really good at doing lines. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Knows... There you go. Yeah, he knows how to hold sparklers with his mouth. That's not nothing. That's not nothing. Okay. His keg stand skills off the skate, off the field, oh, impeccable. Such good yeah. form. <laughs> he doesn't need to be on CBS for his talents. He needs to be on Total Frat Move. <laughs> anyway, sorry, David. I've, I, I heard that uh, Jason Pierre-Paul puts on really good light shows. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not a handyman. <laughs> <laughs> so, players in the current round of voting include Bengals whiteout AJ Green for juggling. What? Oh, yeah, you, you didn't know this? <laughs> He's like a legit juggler. He was like in a juggling group. <laughs> There's juggling groups? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I didn't know they had friends. <laughs> Imagine like talking to AJ Green and meeting him and just becoming kind of like buddy buddy with him. And all of a sudden, I know you're like, so AJ, like, what do you do in your free time? Oh, I juggle. <laughs> Well, oh. uh, all right, AJ. Cool. Broncos lineman Max Garcia singing. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, I've seen that on a couple of Broncos things. Dolphins long snapper John Denny, violin. <laughs> and Panthers running back Jonathan Stewart for piano. So, those so are the- these are like, hmm. other than juggling, like those are some legit talents. Yeah. yeah. And the viewers vote live for the winner during the show. Which I've got to think advantages whoever goes first. I hear uh, Garrett Blunt's pretty good at boxing. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Vontez perfect? <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that bout. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that action? I need that. Uh, the the NFL teams that are eliminated from the playoffs uh, pick their most violent player, and we all fight to the death, <laughs> Hunger Game style. Hell yeah. The NFL's like, uh, we heard you. You complained that there wasn't enough violence. We we're making it too soft, and we're here to answer those complaints. <laughs> yeah, so they make the rest of the game soft, but at the end of the year, you get to see them fight. That's how it's going to work. Yeah, one yeah. one player from each team takes the blow so the rest of them can survive. Literally so, Hunger Games. Yeah, I was just going to say. Literally. Literally. Yeah, imagine, like, you have, what, the however many districts like the poorest to the richest then you go like the browns to the pats like <laughs> college football players are suddenly like we don't want to be paid <laughs> we're good here <laughs> great don't worry about it, you guys oh. well that'll be awesome uh also ll cool j i'm seeing that huh. that's gonna be a hoot yeah. <laughs> ll cool j huh he has made a decent rap to television career uh, he, pivot. He still has a career? Yes. He, he does. I, thought that, on, I think he did that it? lip sync thingy. And he was on like NCIS or CSI, one of those two <laughs> for a hot second. They're basically the same. Yeah. Um, he's He's got some acting accolades, more so than Ice Cube. That's impressive. I don't think Ice Cube is a bad actor, if that's what you're saying. I 
Ice Cube's a great actor, but even as good of an actor as Ice Cube is, LL Cool J has still made more appearances, I feel like. His IMDb page has Ice got not to an be actor. pretty likely. Ice Cube's not an actor, though. He's, he just he's shows writer, up and he's Ice Cube. He just shows up and they, they put a script in front of him and he Ice Cubes it. Yeah, I, yeah Ice Cube just hops into things <laughs> when, when it, when it uh, benefits him to have all credits on it. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's just like the writers are like, all right, we need a very strong, aggressive black dude. Ice Cube, get in here. That's all. That's you gotta all. wonder, like, if that's how he is on his day to day life as well. Also, I had a BLT. <laughs> also, I'm like, damn, take it. I, uh, LL Cool J's NCIS credits run from 2009 to current. See? Wow. Yeah. He is prolific in the crime investigation television realm. That's, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Some guy named Sam Hanna. Oh, he was what? on an episode of 30 Rock. Oh, for the Source Awards. He was ridiculous. Well, everybody uh, shows up on 30 Rock. Yeah, it was a great yeah. show, though. Um, uh, I just cool. started watching it. But anyway. Oh, it's a great. It's, at least I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's a good show. I'm not a fan of Teen Face. It's the only thing I have against it. But other than that, I like it. Alec Baldwin is the better character in that anyways. Oh, by far. Yes. By far. Yeah. I like Tracy Morgan so far. Yep. yep. He's entertaining. Tracy Morgan playing Tracy Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> it's another case of he's not acting. He's just being himself. Yeah. He's crazy. Man. So what else happened this weekend? Well, you guys... I, I got to uh, go through an experience that I oh, never right. want to go again. Um, I got to sit <laughs> at Levi Stadium, home of the Niners, while they recapped that horrible Seahawks game. And I got to hear thousands and thousands of people cheering for my team getting absolutely destroyed yeah that's an understatement yeah that was uh yeah both of those were understatements and yeah it was not fun i just kind of like hid in my hood i was like oh my god please stop this from happening at least you were wearing an oregon shirt yeah yeah so nobody really a hundred like niners they weren't able to really make the connection and heckle you appropriately that's true. My friend did though. The the one I was visiting. But yeah, wouldn't be that, a that good was, friend if he didn't. Yeah, that was that was something. But it was a fun game. Got to uh, see that amazing fin- final comeback by Jimmy G to uh, have the Niners win twenty three twenty two. Solid game. I'm hearing good see, things uh, about him. I haven't watched him yet, but I'm hearing good things oh, about him. He's looking he- great. He fits so well into that whole team. Yeah. It's really incredible how well that move worked out. Yep. They're undefeated with him starting. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited for it, honestly. Like, it's not fun when in a rivalry, your team is just destroying the other team. It's it's boring. You want that fight from both sides. Oh, yeah. The closest they've been in years is they almost beat us last year. They almost beat the Seahawks last year uh, when the Hawks put in their second string, and they still weren't able to win. Yeah, that's and, that's the uh, that's one of the things that makes the Steelers and Ravens such a good rivalry. Yeah. yeah, all good rivalries are back and forth, and the Seahawks one was uh, Seahawks Forty ers was back and forth. Uh, I think in two thousand and eleven. 2012, that time, it was completely tied up overall. And now mm-hmm. the Hawks have just ran away with it. Yeah. Yeah, last time the Niners beat the Seahawks at, 
in CenturyLink was uh, 2011. Well, they got that Titans win under their belt. <laughs> yep, they beat Mahalo Marcus. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody's on on that Niners team is rallying right now, which is cool to see. Like uh, that defense was stepping up so strong. They're just getting so much pressure. Uh, the the uh, Titans run game was basically non-existent. It was solid, solid play from everybody on that team. Are you like in their locker room right now, giving the post-game speech? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you all played great, especially you, defensemen. <laughs> I Always was just impressed. <laughs> Earlier this year, I was like, "All right, let me get anybody who's playing against the Niners for my team, for my no. uh, fantasy." And Honestly, now, you're right. It's really interesting just seeing how that midseason move sparked that whole team. And yeah. obviously, like, they had hella locker room issues going into the season, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's going in a good direction, and that front office I, I just want to point it. out, I like that you said uh, hella, just to make it properly San Francisco. Oh, well, well thank properly you. Properly Bay, Bay Area, yeah. <laughs> Properly a local. Lord help us all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, outside of the whole Kaepernick thing, which is obviously an issue in and of itself, they have had a lot of issues in the past few years as far as locker room conduct, as far as players, as far as off the field. Mm-hmm. and allegations, like, they just really tumbled downhill with some of their players and their personnel. So it's good to see, I mean... I don't know anything about what Jimmy G is like off the field, but it's good to see them making some roster moves that hopefully will set them up for a not shitty season. Yeah. Also, the uh, most important part of that game, which was by far the most entertaining part, uh, had nothing to do with either of those teams. They uh, had a whole bunch of professional mascots and a whole bunch of college mascots come out and played a little mini game of football. Yeah, far more exciting. I saw you, the shark. The shark from the San Jose Sharks scored a touchdown. Oh yeah, he did. It was <laughs> Sharky. Sharky um, Purdue Pete had had an arm. He threw a beautiful little uh, spiral to Harry the Husky, who of course dropped it because never trust a husky in the NFL. And then uh, he ran it in himself. Although he had an unfair advantage because like his his costume, there's nothing for his body or his legs. So he gets to move completely unencumbered. You know, it's just like oh, a shirt and pants. Yeah, that's his, an unfair advantage. Who was the quarterback for the other team? Um, I don't remember offhand. Look, these are really important statistics. <laughs> There's some sort of a furry football like challenge. That's <laughs> keeping track of every single yard that Purdue P is throwing. Mascot football games are the best, though. Have you ever watched the clips? I'm sh- and by have you ever, I'm like, I know that you guys have watched the clips of the mascots playing against like kids, and they just fucking lay them out hardcore, and they're just like, screw you, little kid, we're gonna go get this touchdown. Great. That sounds amazing. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, so it was uh, the Niners uh, mascot was the quarterback, and Sharky was the uh, running back for that uh, team. Minor 49er. Yeah. I don't know. Probably what they call him. Maybe the I don't faithful. even know if that's a name. 
No, he has no. a name. I just can't remember. Um, let's see. Jimmy, Did anybody watch last night's Falcons Bucks game? Part of Parts it. of it, yeah. It was. Uh, I wasn't impressed by the Falcons. I gotta say. Uh, I really thought they were gonna take that one a lot further than they did, but was, in the end, uh, that's pretty disappointed with Julio. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm trying to put together a championship right now, and he's trying to lose it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Write him an angry letter. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> dear Julio, dear play dear better. Mr. Jones. <laughs> I'll send it to each. Send it to each. Uh, hotel in new orleans and just say please give this to julio when he arrives yeah. <laughs> he doesn't go under a pseudonym or anything no no he's with the team so you just give it to the team tell him to give it to julio <laughs> and then it'll say fan mail for julio on the outside and then on the inside it's just a scathing letter <laughs> <laughs> p.s steve sarkeesian sucks oh <laughs> Hands it to him. I think this one's for you, Steve. Yeah, so. <laughs> Steve looks at him and Julio just goes, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that so, was kind of a. Good old Seven Wind Sark. Missed that guy. Seven Wind Sark. So yep. we've got P. Diddy trying to buy the Carolina Panthers. Oh, yes. So I went through. <laughs> And I built out a hypothetical buyer group. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Do it. So here's the thing I, I got to say up front. This, this actually took me way more time than it should have. So Panthers are worth $2.3 By That's what Forbes says. <clears throat> Jerry Richardson has only a 48% stake of that. It's him and his family or whatever. Um, 52% is a limited partnership with... 14 other parties. Um, I'm assuming that that, that, that 52% isn't being sold, only Jerry Richardson. The, okay. Because of NFL rules, incoming ownership, one person of the incoming ownership must have a 30% share of the entire team. And that would be Diddy. Well, here's the thing. 30% at a 2.3 billion valuation is $690 million. Diddy is valued at $820 million. So that would mean that only $130 million of his value could be tied up in other things. He'd have to have 690 of it liquid. Yeah, hmm. which probably does not exist right now. I'm, I'm guessing most of his value comes in business ownership. So and I think he owns the label too, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah, and uh, from what I could tell, it, that's worth like three hundred million of what he owns. So, hmm. so it's going to be hard for him to actually <laughs> put up that thirty percent share. So he, he should have <laughs> filed a request for his tax returns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're, we're doing a podcast on a rush. And, uh, <laughs> on a rush. Hypothetical ownership group. Anyway, continue. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so I'm going to start with the people who are excluded from this ownership group that we might have thought of. First off, there's the rule that you can't control an NBA and an NFL team in competing markets. Uh, I believe it's an NBA-based rule. I don't think it's the NFL's rule. Um, so Mark Cuban would have to give up the Mavericks, which he won't do. Uh, or at least he said before he won't do. So Mark Cuban's out. 
Uh, I also included the as as is Michael Jordan. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, no. No, Michael Jordan is not out. Didn't you just say that you can't be an owner? Can't you can't have him in competing markets? Oh, okay. Charlotte Hornets are are in are, are, are a team. Yeah, they're in Carolina. I don't know which one, and so it, th- that one might be but, shaky. He might have trouble okay. doing it. But Michael Jordan is a minority owner of the Miami Marlins, which yeah. suggests to me that he would be able to do this. Yeah. Also, but Jay Z couldn't. Can we revisit? Right. Like Mark Cuban would kind of technically be out because isn't Diddy's whole thing like let's get black ownership in the NFL? I, I'm I'm getting to that. Okay. All right. Cool. You got to get Damon. You got to get Damon in on this deal. No, no. Jump in the gun. Damon John. Dame, Damon doesn't have enough money either. <laughs> David he made, knows. He made Fubu. He's not a he's not a billionaire. I, I don't know. He should hold be. Hold on, hold on. I just like how indignant he said that. He's not a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I was like, sorry. damn, should I have known that shit? His net worth <laughs> is approximately. <laughs> sorry, his net worth is approximately two hundred and fifty million. Oh, wow. that's it. Yeah. Why is he on Shark Tank? <laughs> well, this is one of the things that um, uh, what was it? Shit, the the security expert guy. I forget his name. Um, the immigrant. My family's from immigrants uh, guy. Yeah, Robert Herzbeck. Yeah, he's acknowledged that it's annoying to him that Mark Cuban is worth more than all of the rest of them combined. <laughs> Fair. Um, so, I also wanted to make sure that no owners would have less than a 1% stake because if we go less than that, then like anybody can have a cut. And it just yeah. gets too confusing to actually build this. Uh, so, I excluded... Colin Kaepernick, sorry, he's only worth an estimated $22 million and currently unemployed. Um, and currently giving most of his money away. And currently giving yeah. most of his money away. I don't see him jumping in because a, a 1% share costs uh, over $10 million. You mean none of his magazine cover appearances are worth that much? No, somehow they're not kicking that money back to him. Darn. <clears throat> Uh, I have excluded J. Cole, despite being from Carolina. He only has a net worth of $15 million. Uh, I excluded Charlemagne the God, net worth of $10 million, also a <laughs> Dallas fan. Is, uh, is $135 million enough? $135 million? Why do you say that? <laughs> That's the net worth of uh, Snoop Dogg? <laughs> it would be if he wasn't such a uh, California at heart guy. Yeah, I don't he's know. A he could have. Yeah, I, he's he's very Pac-12. See, I tried. Yeah, to goes all over the place. I tried to keep in mind also where their fanship was. Fair um, also, these net worth yeah. numbers all came from Google, so we know they're one hundred percent airtight. Accurate. <laughs> okay. Darius. As Rucker, of twenty eleven. Darius uh, yes. Rucker. So I, I tried to look <laughs> for two thousand sixteen or two thousand seventeen ones. Darius Rucker Darius is from Carolina. <laughs> But okay. only has a net worth of fourteen million. That's no mm. surprise. Uh, I excluded. Actually, Dale I Hart think Jr. it's pretty surprising. Why are people giving him fourteen million dollars? He's awful. He uh, has a shitty version of Wagon Wheel. That's literally the only thing carrying. And Hootie uh, and the Blowfish still gets like some radio play on the '90s alt stations, like <laughs> Spokane. I don't want to be with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a Redskins fan, so I excluded him. 
Steve Smith <laughs> Sr., his net worth, I don't have it written here, but I know it was too low. Uh, DJ Khaled surprisingly only has a net worth of like ten million. That's probably been updated like rapidly, so who knows if that's yeah. accurate. Um, we'll revisit. Uh, yeah. That's the one we'll make a claim for. We'll actually file for his tax returns. I want to see that. Yeah, but, we'll, we'll hit my, him up on my, Snapchat. My quick Google at this moment says he's at twenty million. Okay. So. My, the only reason I include him on the list Still. to begin with is because of his proximity to Diddy. Mm. Well done. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, like yesterday. Uh, you know, he had, you said he had 10 million today. I look 20 million tomorrow. He'll probably he'll probably have like 30 million. I'm just saying every day, 10 million, another one. Okay. Oh God! <laughs> Thank you. Oh no, <laughs> David, please continue. Uh, I excluded from the list, but I think he's an interesting dark horse. Is D'Angelo Williams? <laughs> dark horse. <laughs> yeah, that's what was in a race comment. <laughs> So I mean, here's it wasn't intended, but now I'm laughing at it. So here's the here's the full list here. Now P Diddy was talking about a minority ownership group, right? I don't think yes. it's possible without getting Michael Jordan on board. Because Michael Jordan would have to carry that thirty percent, that six hundred and ninety million dollar check. Hmm. I mean, it seems reasonable that he might. Now the exception, the exception to that would be LeBron James. Can, as an active player, don't you immediately no. have, a, have a bias? I have no idea. Like with the with that whole like ownership rule. I mean, obviously yeah, he's not an owner. No way. So. But isn't well, Steph Curry was like, I want to be a part of this. Count me in. Yeah, but he doesn't have enough money. Uh, actually. Hey. Actually, yeah. Because that's the first guy enough, I thought too. He doesn't have enough money to to be the that top guy. Uh, but he did cross my threshold to have a 1%. Okay. Now, in order for LeBron to to be that main contribu- contributor, he would have to get some kind of an advance from his billion-dollar Nike deal. There's no way of him doing it without that. He only has, I say only, he only has like a $400 million net worth. I feel like then you have to make a deal to... Are, the, are they already a Nike team? Hmm? Uh, is yeah. it our... Panthers? All, yeah. all NFL teams are Nike teams. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cool. Go Nike. All right. Well, then, yeah. Well, right. then, I can see, then I can see him do it. So it's. And then the third black candidate, just based on net worth alone, is Oprah Winfrey. <gasps> yes! <laughs> Her... Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my favorite one yet. That I, I would be so awesome. She's last on purpose. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm going to write her a letter right now. Oprah Winfrey would have to write a check for roughly one fifth of her net worth. Oh, she would totally do it. Well, it depends on what she thinks she can get out of it. You know, <laughs> I like the idea of people being in a stadium and can be <laughs> like, everybody look under your chairs. <laughs> And Oprah just sprints out like she takes off the Panthers head. She's actually underneath the costume. And you get a jersey, and you get a jersey, and you get a jersey. Everyone gets a jersey. I uh, I do have one that that follows all of your criteria. Now that I I think I have a full understanding of it. Okay. That I think is worthy of note here. 
that falls under my, a minority group. <clears throat> Daddy Yankee. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. Net worth uh, $15 million. And uh, that, that would let them really pull that Florida market up. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so so th those were just the candidates for the ma majority share. Oh, okay. He could he could have some... Let me say, when you, said, you said him, I was like, is he a billionaire? Are you kidding me? No, no, no. Okay. Just okay. for your, just for your um, 1%. I almost jumped out the him. window. What is Samuel L. Jackson's worth? Ooh, <laughs> probably not high enough, but it's a good question. Damn. You, you can also throw in uh, 200 million. Morgan Freeman for that. 200 million? I mean... Yeah, he couldn't be the sole provider. Yep. So but... for the two other, so the two white candidates I have for the majority stake owner, one is one that everybody has, uh, and that's Jeff Bezos. I thought you were gonna say Elon Musk. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's busy. Can you imagine him owning a fucking NFL team? That would be a shit show. If he owned a football team, he'd try to install AI and get rid of the actual players so that he could cure all the problems. Although, at the same time. to be entirely honest, I would pay to have him have a seat at the NFL owners' table just to see how awkward of an interaction that would be. <laughs> like, could you imagine him just sitting there and be like, "Why are we arguing about this? You guys make so much money. Like, why aren't we doing anything? Like, this is literally can, the can stupidest we, thing ever." Can we get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the rules committee as well? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Only if he does it with Bill Nye. Oh God. <laughs> so, oh God. so Bezos is obvious because of Amazon streaming services. Uh, there would there would be something in that for him. He could help the league build out that model. Um, the other one is less likely, but I still think possible, and that's Vince McMahon. <laughs> which huh. I, which was funny. That you guys were talking about WWE last night. It's reported huh. that Vince McMahon may be trying to start up the XFL again. <gasps> well, exciting. I would much rather have a USFL, but, but sure. When I looked into uh. that, that uh, report, which came like around the same time the Jerry Richardson thing came out, uh, yeah. it doesn't specifically it's nothing is him confirming that he's going to do the XFL, but rather somebody has acknowledged that he's been amassing a fund for a future sports endeavor or, 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 or it was vague like that. Oh. Yeah. So I wonder so, if he isn't trying unsubstantiated. to unsubstantiated yeah. and I wonder if he isn't, if it is true, I wonder if he isn't trying to get the money <laughs> together to possibly move into one of these pro markets that he's not already in. I mean, it would be a wise move on his behalf, but at the same time, it's just like, eh. Yep. I think it'd make more sense for him to purchase one of the, or be one of the owners of the NHL expansion teams when they're coming out. Well, there's that in question as well. And then there's also the question of, is he going to offer to make a, to build a stadium in Seattle to reinstall the Sonics? <laughs> uh I've had a bad enough week. Do you need to remind me of that too? <laughs> that Sorry. just hit Jay way hard in the feels. So, so here's the my... Ducks had that game, then the Seahawks had their game. I lost in my family league for fantasy football. You and now you're reminding too. me of the Sonics. Yeah, <laughs> I, I... <laughs> David's like, you lost to me too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mounted the comeback. 
Good job. Proud of you. Yeah, you came back from a two-point deficit. Yeah, I know. Good job. Proud of you. I almost came. I almost came back from from a twenty-seven point deficit on test, if I can say it. Deficit. 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 Yeah. It's a quitter. So I had a had a thirty-point lead in my home one against James, and then he had Kareem Hunt, and he had uh, Tyreek Hill, and he had who else went off in that game? Uh, he had Butker. Butker was his lowest scoring player in the entire week, and he had 13 points. Oh, boy. That's rough. Sorry for your I'm loss. So I'm here's, mad about it. Here's my, minority, here's my minority ownership group. So that, that leaves 18% of the team if, somebody, if that one of those people takes 30%. If they actually were going to make a, a group with the smaller uh, people. So... Mm. P. Diddy or Michael Jordan at 7%, if either of them, whichever one of them isn't the majority leader. Mm-hmm. Um, if neither of them are majority, then I don't know how that sh- would... I mean, obviously I don't know how any of this would shake out, but I didn't account for that. Um, Let's go, Oprah. Then we've got Steph Curry at 1%. We've got Chris Rock at 2%. We've got The Rock at 2%. Yes! Nick Cannon at 1%. Ooh. And Will Smith carrying five percent. Yes, because uh. I think it would be absolutely hysterical if a fan of the Panthers who starred in the movie about the NFL hiding concussions was now an yeah. owner of an NFL team. Yes. Yeah, I like I, that. I, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a fun sitcom to watch, especially <laughs> Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah. He's, exactly. he's from uh, he's from North Carolina, I believe, or maybe he was a Panthers fan. I can't remember how, where I got him from. Interesting. Hmm. I, I just know he was in the greatest movie of all time, Drumline. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's such a good movie. Was he in the sequel? No, the sequel is terrible. Oh. Don't don't talk about the sequel. I will talk about the sequel if I want to. <laughs> you get a sequel, and you get a sequel. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey just over here collaborating with Nick Cannon and Will Smith on a Drumline 2 sequel. Yeah, if they do, if this group does work out, I want to watch a reality show where we just get to watch them all day discussing how they're going to run the Panthers. (laughs) 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 I I just want to see Chris Rock sitting in the group meeting just heckling them. Dude, he would get under Steph Curry's skin so quickly. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Will Smith is now on Instagram, too. We could easily follow along on that crusade. <laughs> be fantastic. Um, I, I think it's a good... I mean, that's obviously... First of all, well done, David, on that research. That's more effort than I probably ever would have been <laughs> to anything in my life. That's saying something. But, uh, no, nah, I think... I think I would love to see Diddy come through and be able to be a majority stakeholder and to be that lead on it. He's obviously really fucking impassioned about it. And if there's any one person that I guess would be able to galvanize this sort of a thing, it would, I mean, he's already done a pretty decent job of it. It's just, it's a matter of like how seriously people are going to take it. If, uh, if, (laughs) if, If P. Diddy was the uh, 
owner or a partial owner? Would they change their name every season? Would they not be the Panthers every season? <laughs> <laughs> At least it wouldn't be Snoop Dogg, where it's like the Carolina Pizzles. It would. They would definitely be Sea Panthers. Sea <laughs> Panthers. Sea Panthers. Panthers. Imagine going to a Panthers game and it's just like P. Diddy promotions everywhere too. Like all of the songs in the stadium have to be from like P. Diddy's uh, discography. That'd be fantastic. His face is just out like over the scoreboard, just his eyes looking over the whole stadium like Great Gatsby style. (laughs) Well, and here is one thing that I haven't heard enough people uh, point out as they've talked about uh when they talked about somebody buying this yeah. team the panthers own the stadium so they're not <laughs> they're not just buying the team they're also buying the stadium and the team is locked into carolina until 2019 but then they can be moved afterwards hmm. i don't think they will i don't think they would either but but they have the option being able to you know if you get some of these you know, give Vince McMahon the Panthers stadium. Give, give uh, P Diddy the Panther stadium, and and let them fill out events there. Yeah. Don't do they already? Do they not host any events there as it is? Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they do. But if you, you know, if if you own the stadium, like from P Diddy's standpoint, if you own uh this this music label which i, f- I forget which one he owns bad boy um, uh-huh. <laughs> bad boy records uh, thank you i looked it up uh if you oh, own I thought you just knew that off the top of <laughs> if you own bad boy records and you have a stadium now it kind of opens up it kind of streamlines your ability to put on various shows that showcase your own artists yeah yeah i mean it's it's enough i feel like Diddy's enough of a business person to where he he would have just like thrown out this tweet without kind of understanding the implications of it. I mean, it would be fucking radical. Also, just the Oprah thing. I feel like we need to tweet him and just be like, dude, get Oprah on board. <laughs> Seriously. She's We've done our research. It. Imagine how badass that would be. Google search Oprah Winfrey P. Diddy relationship. <laughs> There's pictures yeah, of them some together. Weird, some weird fanfic coming up there. So I'm really hoping that Oprah gets that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, like, see, that's that's the interesting thing. First of all, I mean, you're raising a question of the lack of minority billionaires who would be viable candidates to become the majority stakeholder there. Um, you're also raising, you know, that's a whole deeper philosophical wokeship. But like, yeah. you're also talking about, you know, like, hashtag wokeship. <laughs> this is also like the Panther. Like, the, I, I don't know. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for something like this to occur in the NFL. And at the same time, I also feel like there are plenty of safeguards in place where I would not even be surprised if some complete no-name foreigner swoops in and is just like, here are my 
Multis, billions of dollars. Take it all, NFL. And here's this podunk person I'm going to designate to sit on the board for me. And... So we've decided that the new owner of the Panthers is going to be Aladdin. <laughs> Prince Ali, fabulous <laughs> he. Root for the Panthers. <laughs> Strength it. of 10,000 men like Cam Newton. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Cam, did y'all see that whole microphone thing about how he called out Clay Matthews for watching film? <coughs> Wait, what? So, yeah, was great. in the Packers-Panthers game, Clay Matthews was calling that it was going to be, um, I don't remember what he was calling for it to be, and Cam, like, looked him dead in the eye, and he's like, oh, you calling for this play? Do you watch some film? And Clay just was like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> watch this. And he calls a slant across the middle and fucking throws it for a touchdown. <laughs> like it's in your touchdown, and it was just like the biggest fucking douche cam move ever. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Great. Of course he would, though. Yeah. You've been watching. You've been watching film. I like the subtitles because Clay Matthews is just like, yeah. <laughs> you uh, let me guess. You're also working out too and going to practice. Yeah. 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 yeah I think. Cool. That's, that's my job. Yep. Right. <laughs> Good what I do call, for sir. Yep. But that oh. was another game too, because you had the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, fucking yeah, put on injured reserve today. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that game went. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. Yes, he's even. Yep, and to to be fair, that also started off with one touchdown and three interceptions. Yeah, so he came back. But. Well, thanks for giving Aaron the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. I like how he came out and he's like, I'm not going to save this team. And then he threw three interceptions and it's like, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. He's definitely not. He didn't oh, say man. anything. Um, other big news that we have seemed to have just glossed over, and I'm a little offended that we haven't even talked about it yet. Florida Atlantic and Lane Kiffin are finalizing a 10-year deal. Wow. What? I did not see this. Ten years. Ten years of Kiffin at Florida Atlantic. Oh, God bless. Which is crazy. Because, I mean, like, obviously he's going to be somewhere else in March. But it's cool that they're going to give him a ten-year deal before he does that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's already putting up, like, a shit ton against the Akron Zips as we speak, right? Like Uh, 42-3 as of a few moments uh, ago. Go Owls. (laughs) You really think where where do you think he would go after this? Like you really don't think that he just absolutely loves it at FAU as an owl? <laughs> that's the only team that's really just like supported all the crazy shit that he likes to say. And they're like, fine, <laughs> just keep winning. You can say all that weird shit. All of his trolling of Tennessee. It's a great recruiting tool. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's getting Florida Atlantic way more uh attention than they've gotten in a long time. They're winning yeah. a lot more than they ever have. Like I, I totally am for it. I'd yeah. totally be in favor of anybody hiring Lane Kiffin, really. <laughs> That's true. Also, I would uh, like to uh, hire Lane Kiffin. Our, uh, <laughs> our Lord and Savior, Mike Leach, signed his uh, extension. Good. Oh, yeah. Five-year extension with Wazoo. He, he has to stay there. That's just the perfect spot for him. He, he can't not retire with Washington State. Yeah. I just well, can't picture anywhere else where he would be that perfect. Well, and he, it's great for him too. 
Because there's no other school that is so expecting of mediocrity and appreciative of being above average. Maybe Vanderbilt. <laughs> Maybe Vanderbilt. But I mean, they, like you talk to their fans, even when they're having great seasons, they're always just like, yeah, we're about to ruin it somehow. It's Something's about to happen. It's fine. Right, you know, we're expecting it. There's a reason that the term cooging it is a thing. <laughs> yep. Which is still yep. glorious. Cooging it. Uh, really it. solidified with that Colorado State game a couple years ago. Oh, my goodness. The absolute epitome of cooging it. Such a cooging moment. Yep. What was the news about Arizona State's offensive coordinator going somewhere? Oh, yeah. After they had been talking about how Herm Edwards wanted to keep the whole staff. <laughs> yeah, but who wants to stay with Herm Edwards? I was going to say, it doesn't, it's not coming from their perspective. Yeah. yeah I, I wouldn't want to stand behind the guy that doesn't even know the name of the team. <laughs> it was Billy Napier who accepted the job at Louisiana. Good for him. Good call. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Some of those press conferences. There is now a drunk Herm Edwards Twitter. It is not very good. It's a little subpar for what I would be expecting it. Disappointing. That's because uh, nobody can ever live up to uh, faux Polini. Oh, too true. Rest in peace. Which, by the way, I still think it's hilarious that uh, Youngstown State has Bo Polini under President Jim Tressel. <laughs> what? Yeah, the the president of that school is Jim Tressel with head coach Bo Pelini. Oh my! That that's just that school is a meme now. Yeah. <laughs> Untapped that's... meme, I might add. No one talks about that, but it's hilarious. You need to make that shit viral, Jay. <coughs> Let's go. The Youngstown boys. <laughs> oh man. So what? Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're officially in bowl season, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched season. a single. Or I, actually, I've watched one. I've watched one. Yeah, I watched. I've watched one, and now I want to die. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, we. Nothing good is gonna happen until like this weekend. So. Ooh. Florida Atlantic's good. I'm enjoying that. But other than that. Yeah. yeah. But we've All got right. we've got Saturday football coming up again. Yeah. Oh, you know what's, really? Saturday guys, NFL. Yeah, Saturday mm-hmm. NFL. You guys notice that there's no uh, Thursday this week? Yeah. Thought that was weird. I guess that's because of the Saturday. Probably. I, I can't. We had a Thursday this week, though, because it was Broncos Colts, right? Yeah, last week, but not this, uh, like, not the coming two, week. Two days from now. I no. think it's probably something they do as you approach the uh, postseason. Yeah. Just to kind of get everybody on a regular schedule again. But we yeah. also have two Monday games. We have two Monday games, and we all, because it's Christmas. And yeah. we, we also have two Saturday games. So we have, yeah. you've got six hours of football a day, three days in a row. And I will, I'm just realizing I'm probably not going to be able to get away with watching much of it. <laughs> Unfortunately. I'll have the Pittsburgh game on my phone or something. Yeah. People will be like, why are your headphones in? For no reason. No, I just don't like people. No, no, they're off. They're off. See, pull them out. AirPods turn off the minute they leave your your ear, anyways. Do they really? Yeah, it's they're super smart. You're hmm. so cool. I know. I wonder what it must be like to be an AirPod owner. It's pretty nice. Yeah. I almost asked the guy who was parking his Audi in our uh, building garage today because he was wearing them as he was pulling out his like super fancy leather briefcase, but then I realized I didn't want to talk to him. 
Might have had a spare pair. <laughs> um, yeah, because Steelers play At Texans Houston. on Monday. At Houston. Oh, boy. <sighs> what else is coming up this weekend? Got some interesting ones. Uh, Jimmy G is going to have a real test. Home they got uh, yeah home game against Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a tough one. The entire Seahawks Cowboys. Yeah, that by the way that uh, that San Francisco w- or uh, I should say the loss of the Tennessee Titans was a real big win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that pretty much gave them. I mean, not that they weren't probably weren't going to get it anyway, but that all but sealed their uh, AFC South win. Yeah. Well, and so the <clears throat> the NFC South is interesting for both the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's basically a round robin uh, where they determine who gets to go. Yeah, half round robin, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I uh, I hope Atlanta loses everything. Obviously. <laughs> also, there is no Sunday night football this weekend, nor is there the following weekend. Oh, weird. Well, it's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, right? Yep. Yeah. Damn. That's, but that's how I want to spend Christmas Eve. I just want to sit around and watch. Yeah. That's not true. I just want to watch, sit around and watch The Grinch on Christmas Eve. Uh, the Grinch and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Yep. My, 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 my holiday tra- tradition is growing up as a kid was uh, the Grinch and Drumline. So, you know, same idea. <laughs> Nick Cannon is a holiday movie? What? <laughs> it's just my favorite movie. <laughs> I just always wanted to getting, watch it as a kid. You know what I'm I getting you for Christmas? Nick Cannon? Mariah <laughs> Carey? <laughs> Giant <laughs> cutout of Nick Cannon from Drumline. Hell yeah. Everything. Be perfect. And a current version of Mariah Carey. (laughs) (laughs) Not not like from the All I Want for Christmas is You poster. That's that's not as exciting. Modern day (laughs) Mariah Carey. Uh, I'll pass. Actually, though, if you you were to give me a cutout, the person I actually fell in love with in that movie is Zoe Saldana, back before she was anybody. And now I'm still in love with her to this day. I don't care that she has a Spanish boyfriend. Her husband, whatever. Who's counting? Wait, who's? I'm yeah, no, who's other... counting at all? That's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm willing to be the other guy. Uh man. All right, guys. Okay. Well, I know you guys have to get off, so let's uh, we'll wrap it up. <laughs>